0: Welcome to the Gaylord Specialty Healthcare Podcast. This podcast will feature patients, families, and medical professionals dealing with serious illnesses or injuries, and is meant to inspire, bring hope, insight, and a message of belief that life after a traumatic illness is possible. Welcome back everyone to our Gaylord Specialty Healthcare Podcast featuring our Think First series. I am Megan Palmer. I will be your host today and we are interviewing uh, a new person, Mr. Mike Krishik, who is a survivor of a traumatic brain injury after a car accident uh, when he was a teen. So he is here today to tell us his story and to share a little insight on maybe how teens can prevent this from happening to them in the future. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I'm glad to be aboard. Great, thank you for giving me the opportunity, giving me the opportunity to uh, reach out and reach the uh, young people.
0: Yes, we are and, very happy to have you, and we want to know um, first and foremost what what brought you here. Why? What happened to you in the past that that led to this traumatic accident?
1: I was first in the Noah Hospital. That's where I was first, and I, my parents had to find a, a rehab hospital. <laughs> For my rehabilitation, because the accident I was in—well, let me start. I was in a very bad car accident. My friend and I were coming down Route 123 in New Canaan, Connecticut. That is, uh, that is where, uh, that is on the way going to Vista, New York. We just came from Vista, New York. We bought beer. We were with our friend. My friends were in a blue station wagon behind us. But I was with my friend in his Triumph GT6 small two-seater hardtop, was pumped up for speed. He was going over, my friend and I, we were the tall ones, and we walked in, bought the beer, we each took a six pack. And that night, I didn't want to take, I didn't want to have any, I didn't have any drink that night. But I just wanted, I went along with the crowd to be part of the crowd, be, you know, popular crowd. And I just, it just, uh, and we uh, headed out, and my friend goes, we gotta get you home fast. So he patches out of the parking lot, Heading home down on 123, like across to the dial, it's going between 90 and 100 miles an hour. So we're going over 100 miles an hour, and I, he tries to downshift, he hits the gears, and then hits the gears, and his the brakes. We're going to skid, skid across the street like nobody was coming. Hit a big pile of dirt and a black shadow. My side, we hit the pile of dirt. My side flips into the black shadow. Black shadow was a the bulldozer. They don't move. Mm. From the head from the way the car hit the way the car hit the bulldozer, from the headlight on the uh on the driver's side to where the hinges are on the on the passenger side door, it was all pushed in. The engine came through the the engine came through the engine wall and hit the bottom of my seat. If I didn't put my legs on the dashboard to brace myself, I would have lost both legs at the sockets, Doctor said. I would have been cut in half. And uh all this is just be part of the crowd, wanna go along with the boys and uh I was, I use this as a term, I was walking in my friend's shadows to be part of the crowd. I got lost in those shadows and nearly lost my life. I was, I was, everything was going for me. I, my baseball, everything was going for me in the, in high school. How I was getting my, my grades back, my grades back. I was going to graduate. Everything was good. I had a good, the next day and handed paper and to new, my teacher for economics which I've been working on, because I fell behind in the class because of my, my fooling around, my flannering around with the, my friends. And I, I was going to hand the paper the next day. The next day, I was in the hospital in a coma for six weeks.
0: So this was your senior year of high school. Yes. You were literally about to graduate.
1: Yes. Wow. I was supposed to. That was my big time.
0: And then you were immediately in a coma for six weeks Yes. Were you on the bridge of life and death? Did your parents think that you were going to make it?
1: Well, well, let me put it this way. The emergency room doctor who was in the emergency room, your last angel of hope, as they say, in the hospital, that night he told my dad, be prepared. He's not going to make it, even me. So...
0: What a traumatic, uh, scary message to be given about, you know, as you're looking at your child just laying there helpless.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a, I think my, the mirror, I felt like my face exploded too. i it all healed. No plastic or no anything. My, the mirror hit me on the top of the forehead, went across like this between my eyes, come across my cheek, come my left ear in three pieces. They just put it together, tape it together that night.
0: Now, when you were in the coma, did you have any kind of visions or dreams or anything that you remember from that six weeks of being under? I was like on a field of green grass and the sun was behind me because
1: there was no sun in front of me, but it was probably lit all over. There was no so the sun had to be behind me, but there was no shadow on the ground in front of me. Couldn't figure that out. I just I was just running. I just kept running, running, running. And I was passing different parts of my life. I was going I dances. I was at
0: in school. I was playing sports, games. I, would, I had my first kiss. I, I, I got me really confused. <laughs> you I, saw that I, when I you just, were in your <laughs> coma. <laughs> yes,
1: your yeah, mind plays tricks on you. And boy, my mind boy would yeah, a lot of tricks on you. And, but I, I was, uh, and I was just, I just kept going. And, just, and it says, uh, and I, I just got, I heard this this this, this uh, phrase. Maybe it was God. It says. Shoot for the sun in everything you do, because even if you miss, you land among the stars, and that is the great place to be. Right now, I'm dancing in the stars. I'm sorry. That's why every day I shoot for the sun. um, I'm not going to (laughs) stop.
0: What a message! And so, when you finally awoke from the coma, was that your first memory, or did you know what happened to you? or Did someone have to explain it?
1: Uh, I, I thought it was—I thought it was like an hour later, half an hour later. I thought an hour, half an hour later. Because yeah. in, in a coma, you have no sense of time. You're—I didn't know what was going on. Like I just—all I could do—and all I could do was roll my eyeballs. Couldn't even scrunch my nose. I was quadriplegic. That means you're everything. Everything. And
0: it just caring. came back. I'm yeah, like.
1: My dad would come in, in my hospital room every day and pop the bottom of because I knew I was very ticklish before the accident
0: and pop my bottom of my foot with his thumb. One day he popped it and went into a muscle spasm. Mm.
1: It means I had my life back. But it was a painful recovery, but it was a happy pain. If you can get happiness from pain, I, I was feeling the pain. was happy because, I mean, I have life in my body back.
0: Yeah, you were able to move, mm-hmm. and then you were—you also had a traumatic brain injury, so there was some bleeding on the brain from the accident as well.
1: Um, I don't know, bleeding, but it was like a brain fracture. Like they give you a scale of one to ten, ten meaning worse. They gave me a fifteen because I just got—I was and bleeding in right? my—it was like I had a I had a trach for my breathing. Yeah. And oh that's right, and I, and also my head was swelled out. On the left side, I came across here and ended up cutting my ear into three pieces. They swelled the head out like this. They had to relieve the pressure on the brain because if they didn't, when the pressure went down, my brain would have came out my ears. They had to drill two burl holes in my skull. It all healed. No, plus, no, no plates or anything so I can go through the metal detectors. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm just, it's just, I'm able, I'm happy. I'm able to talk about this and tell people and, and tell people about this. You got to, come on.
0: Right, and then once you were stable, medically stable, they transferred you to Gaylord Hospital, Gaylord Specialty Healthcare for rehab. Yes, they
1: were. They, they checked around. They took. There were some other hospitals, and and Gaylord was the best. If I went to a state hospital, uh, I'll tell you right
0: now, I'd still be in there. I'd still be in the state hospital if I if I ever went there. What was your Gaylord rehab was like my, at Gaylord? What things were you working? Gaylord
1: on? was my godsend. It was great. They they they. They, uh, right from the day one, the first, I, a, I went down to therapy. The first thing I had to do was I, I had to get up out of the wheelchair, sit on the mat. That was my first exercise. That's how bad I was. And if you check those parallel bars, if they're still there, my hand, my fingerprints are probably still, I grabbed grab those parallel bars. I waited to hold on so I wouldn't fall down. When I first held on, they're probably still there. <laughs> probably get and probably Those are my prints.
0: We'll go initially your fingerprints on the parallel bars. I love it. How yeah, many years
1: like ago? My, I'm leaving my autograph.
0: How many years ago was that now?
1: 1974.
0: All right. We won't tell him your age at this point. That's fine. (laughs) But you Uh, are um, a living miracle for sure. Having gone through that and literally been like lifeless and, and come back to life and lived a full whole life as you know, so far. You seem to be doing a lot with your with yourself to try to promote that message of you know shooting for the sun um I'd love to know you know did any of those big crowd friends that you were talking about that you were sort of pressured to hang with did they come visit you in the hospital
1: they came visiting me at when I came came home and stuff there I can understand at the time I couldn't understand it but I can understand it they really didn't know what to say to me they knew me in my other how I was before like they see me I'm in a wheelchair they came by, hey, Mike how you doing you know they didn't want to they, they they felt very awkward asking me questions they are afraid
0: of me. To put me back in the shock, like, <gasps> you know. Did anyone else dead. in the car get hurt besides you that day?
1: Well, there were only two people in the car. Ted, the driver, and I was in the, uh, I was the passenger side. Ted, he somehow was able to turn himself over. He, he, he was sitting on the roof of the car when, you know, he, he turned himself around and, and he passed out. And, you know, he was in the hospital like two weeks after the
0: accident. Now, you've he, been uh, living you with- recovered this you know they always say traumatic brain injury symptoms sort of last your whole life what things are you still struggling with now even after you relearned how to walk and talk and take care of yourself at Gaylord what things are still uh, troublesome at this point
1: well I can't run I can't rob a bank <laughs> I can't run uh, but I've taken I've, I've, I've taken tap dance lessons years ago just to get coordination in my life. I, I'm not no Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly, but something I said I, I put it. One mark I did, I did. it.
0: Were you able to and, hold uh, a job afterwards? Um, did you hmm? have memory impairments stuff like that?
1: Um, not really. I, I my memory is good. It's like I went, I have. Two degrees. I have an electrical engineering degree I got from all tech when it was open and I'm I'm accounting, my bachelor's degree in accounting and I also am a certified tax collector for the state of Connecticut.
0: Oh, wow. Then you know how to do math. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I've I've just retired from the town of Westport. I've worked there in the tax collector's department for 25 years.
0: Wow. and How are you living out the message or that vision that you recall in your coma?
1: Um, I'm telling, I feel like I was put here in purpose to get my message out. and Get it out to the people and kids. Who, I, don't, I don't want them to. I don't want them to fall into the same thing I fell into. Because I found out that over 98% of the people who had what I had when I was in the hospital, to the severity of the accident, their next step, their next step was to the graveyard. So I'm less than less than 2% recovery. So I'm here for a purpose. Maybe it is just to tell people and just to. I'm happy. Just to make an example. Just to show there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Not to give up not to fall into other people's shadows, not to to be a, a tag along, be a leader. Don't be a loner, but you can be a leader and not be a loner. Just be a leader in and, and you're not afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Believe in it and you never know. Somebody may say, hey, I, I, I felt like that. Why didn't we You know, so.
0: And what's your message to those young teens who are out there in that in crowd um, and don't know how to get out. You know, you said you were kind of influenced by the friends that you were hanging out with.
1: Well, let me think about that. Like that, you, you don't want to. You, just say, you just say, well, they're not really friends. They're just they don't want to. but you have to just stand up. Stand up for what you believe in. Do not, do not just show them that you're. Don't be tough. Don't be forceful. Talk to. Just you know, as I got, I, I just looked up and I. What I've learned. One of the main things I had to learn how to, to uh, talk to people and get my point across is talk, look them in the eye and then talk to them, looking right in your eyes and tell them, and they know what you're talking about, and you say, I'm not kidding. I really, I'm, you got to understand this now. I'm not coming, I'm not coming from, I'm not selling donuts out of the parking lot. I'm in playing the game.
0: Well, you've lived it. You've been there. You've done that. You've got one of the worst parts of, you know, the consequences of what happened um, mm-hmm. to you, and then you know, afterwards, you're you're a survivor, right? You've yes. you've surmounted the the most challenging of challenges of life is relearning how to live. Um, and once you did that, now did you end up getting married? Uh, do you have any children?
1: Yeah. Oh yes, okay. Well, I went to college. I have two degrees: electrical engineering, and accounting, and uh, like, well, I'm a certified tax Fletcher. Don't worry, I'm, I'm retired, so I'm not going to come chasing anybody for <laughs> taxes. And, and uh, well but I'm married. I, I was I was married once. I'm uh, i divorced from my first wife, but I have two daughters. Um, they and two daughters, three grandchildren, two two grandsons, one granddaughter. I have uh, uh I'm remarried again. She's my best friend, Lori, <laughs> and she's my best friend. And we we're
0: uh, we're great together, and I. Uh, I just keep. Uh, I've done stand-up comedy. I went to New York and stand-up comedy. I recorded an audio book. My book is in audio now. The big one, right here. The big one. Yeah, tell I, us about being an author of that book as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I and my co-author is Julie Bobkoff. I have. She pulled me out of the woods. I was I was lost out there. I mean, we we I I found we found. She put me on the right path, and we wrote the right story. That I would get the right message across. And I had a, what I did. I had the audio book was a big, big, big plus. have like 10 stars next to it because that me talking and me reading the, the whole book, I did everything, all chapters and everything. It's like when I got that night of the accident, I couldn't make a sound. All I could do was cry. And that was it. Couldn't make a noise. All like I, the only but you know, you know, I was alive was the sudden I cried. That's about it. That's how bad it was. And uh, uh, then I wrote the songs for the book. Um, I have two songs. I wrote. One is called Dust, and one is called um, Change My Style. Dust is the beginning of the of the audio and Change My Style is at the end of the audio book. And which is not the audio book, but it's on my website at www.shootforthe.sun.com. It's S H O O T F O R T H E S U N.com. You can go down and you see I had, I had it done professionally. Um, dust changed my style, and I wrote one, the big one, which is my theme song. to showing that I'm going telling tell everybody I'm back. I'm not gonna. I'm nowhere to go. I'm not gonna go anywhere to go. I have some to do, still. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna live my life. I'm going to enjoy it.
0: I love that. And then how did you come up with the title of the big one?
1: Well, that was my nickname. Oh. given to me by my cousins a long time. I was always tall. I'm six foot four. I was always the, the big one. St- I, I stood in the back of every, of every elementary school picture. You know, the big kids stand in the back. I was in the back of everyone. <laughs> Not in the bus, just in the back of the line.
0: I was thinking like the big one, like the one accident, you know, that changed your life. But you actually were nicknamed the big one.
1: They, they, they big one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when did this book come out? Last year, last year, and you've had good yes. success with it.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Well, yes. we certainly want and to promote gonna... that out to our listeners too, so that they can check it out. Um, mm-hmm. The big one, right, by Mike Krishik.
1: Yeah, it's on, it's on, uh, it's on Audible. Also, you can get it on Audible. You hear the music, and you go to their website. You hear, yeah, uh, I play, I I play the guitar, and I have me playing the guitar on some songs. We have that on my website, um, and, it, and it's and, uh, and and just the uh, the play. Which I had, which uh, I don't see my shadow. Which was performed at um, here locally in Westport. Had a, a, um, a gentleman playing me as a as a teenager, and he did a great job.
0: Oh, that's very cool. So you've been singing,
1: that's also on that website.
0: Singing, songwriting, acting, writing stories. You've definitely shot for the sun after whatever what happened to you. It's pretty amazing yeah. stuff, Mike. Yeah.
1: you know, acting. I've been acting on TV and and I was in the movie as in in uh, um,
0: Revolutionary Road with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, oh, I was yeah. shot here in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have a big part.
0: Oh, that's very cool. I wish I would have known you before that. I would have had you say hi to him for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: now, yeah. do you th- do you think you would have come this far without Gaylord pushing you uh way back in the day? You know, do you think No, that- I
1: wouldn't. I would not I would not be here without Gaylord.
0: You think right that rehab the start. was the key to getting you back on your feet the push yes. that you really needed
1: they pushed me they had me I wanted to push but they 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 kept me they kept the fire burning in me to go for it because I saw that I saw the light in the tunnel and they helped me get to that end of the tunnel and I was and I felt great I was like I went I went fishing at Gaylord freshwater fishing in a little pond I went I went to the movies I went to the
0: while
1: you I'm were old. a patient a, gayler, a gaylord and, and yeah, a it was a field trip and it was great because like showing you I can get back in li- life again you say you know and I just and I worked extra hard getting rid of that wheelchair from cane, you know, canes and
0: did you end up going to our Troy house while you were here, the transitional living facility?
1: No, I didn't, no. You no. went
0: straight from here. Did you go home after?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: And how many months or how long were you here for recovery?
1: Um, Three, three months. Three months. Yeah. July, around July, July. I scaffold around me, so because I
0: lost grounds, so I grabbed them to the metal scaffold. But I shot back. I don't I didn't care. Hey. That's smart. Where That's I came innovative. from. Yeah. It's a plus.
1: It's a plus, yeah, yeah. And, and like uh, they say, I'm mean, handicapped still. Yeah, so, yeah. I still play golf. <laughs> I, mean, I was yeah. going to ask you, yeah, yeah, if you
0: kept sports up, that's awesome. Well, yeah, Mike, do you have any last messages that you want to give our teen listeners or our parent listeners or anyone who's actually going through a loved one that has a traumatic injury right now?
1: Okay, well, I, wanna, I just want to tell you, don't. faith is very, very powerful. Faith is, you have faith, it's, and you can't shoot that down. That's, that's, that's a very powerful force, faith. And I just want to tell people, don't walk in other people's shadows to be part of the crowd or be part of anything because i did that and I, I got lost in those shadows almost lost my life And like i as i said before shoot for the sun I and mean, everything you do is even if you miss you land among the stars and that is a great place to be
0: well it sounds like you are very happy in your life right now mike oh yeah so thank you so much for coming on to our podcast today and for sharing your story um mike thank you for having me Christian. Lord, I'm yeah great Author of the big one, everyone needs to check that out, Um, and a survivor of a traumatic accident who's living his life beautifully today, preaching his message of shooting for the for the sun. And if you also the movie which which great life and the movie
1: there's a screenplay out there and it's being looked at right now.
0: And hopefully, yes, very soon in the future, we'll get to actually watch the movie of the big one. Not the accident, the six foot four tall guy that stars in it. Correct.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Love it. All right, Mike, thank you again for coming on. And we hope to speak with you again in the future after your big movie reveal.
1: Definitely. I'll be I'll be right on the board. You're on the list. (laughs) All
0: right. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Gaylord Specialty Healthcare Podcast. We hope that you will join us again to hear more stories that bring hope, insight, and a message of belief that life after a traumatic injury or illness is possible.